Angie for breakfast. Whether you live in the desert or on an island, you can't escape the ocean's influence. The ocean is characterised by waves and tides that I don't understand, much like radio. It's just waves of sound transmitted across our human populations. What is broadcast on those waves depends on the tides and times of society. My name is Angie Ayres and this podcast documents a time when the radio and the ocean collide in the southwest waters of Western Australia. To the best of our knowledge, it's the first time this has been done to this extreme and this is how it all began. Hey Ange, it's uh, Lily here from Bumby Drilling Company. Me and the guys here at work have been chatting. But how does it sound or the idea of doing a live broadcast or broadcasting underwater? <laughs> you do love the ocean. <laughs> do you think it's possible? I have no idea. <laughs> this could be incredible. That, that's one hell of a challenge. Let me just stop the tape there because I think you need a bit of context now. So I took that phone call and I went straight to the Brains Trust to my bosses and I was like, this is what happened this morning. We need to make this happen. I've got the guy. His name is Tori Goodall and he's a local business owner for Commercial Water Dive. And him and I had had mad musings about something along these lines before. So I got onto Tori straight away and spoke to him about what the technical aspects are for his diving communications and if we could integrate them to do this with radio. Essentially, we're wearing an OTS band mask, which is a, a commercial diving mask which encapsulates our, our whole face and features. So our, our mouth has no regulator in it like a snorkel. Uh, our nose is free. Essentially, your head is is stuck in this uh, inside of a, an aquarium, so you're like the reverse of what a fish would normally see. So we're looking out through an airspace, and uh, we have to equalise differently. You can talk and breathe in this mask, which is why nothing is in your mouth. So we push a little button on the side of the mask, and that allows us to communicate with the divers underwater or the surface support crew on the boat. Clarity-wise, we can hear if you push the button in every breath you take, Ooh. every murmur you make, <laughs> and every interesting note that you would talk about. Well, that's uh, an excellent uh, Triple M analogy there with a bit of a uh, police reference. I love it. Would you be willing to let me use some of your gear with you and perhaps take some of your divers with me on this adventure? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, my boys are always up for uh, new challenges and uh, you definitely sound like a challenge. We'll stop the tape again because I just wanted to say we'll give Toz the benefit of the doubt. and I'm sure he meant to say this was going to be a challenge, not that... <laughs> I'm specifically a challenge, although I do know a few people who would agree with him. From this point, we set about rallying the troops, signing off paperwork, all the boring stuff that you have to do to be able to pull off the cool stuff like this. And then all of a sudden, bang, it was the week of the dive. I spoke to Tori again on the show to see how we were shaping up. The, uh, the other thing that um, I'm going to surprise you with, we're actually going to be breathing a high level of oxygen on the morning. So we'll be diving on enriched air which allows you to stay down longer and, uh, and feel better for it. On, uh, on an enriched air mix with, uh, with the 15 litre cylinders, you know, the depth we'll be working is between 18 metres and probably 6 metres where the captain used to sit on the leaner. That's a nice shallow point. So we could potentially stay up to sort of two and a half to three hours. And how is the conditions looking for Friday so far? Yeah, a little bit windy with an easterly, but easterly is offshore, which means that there's no waves or any swell like that we have to contend with. 
Um, and don't forget, Angie, there is no wind underwater for us. <laughs> I really, to be honest, wanted to make this an event that the Southwest could own as a community and be really proud of. So I went to a couple of pillars of our society and spoke to them about raising awareness and trying to fundraise for their not-for-profit marine environment organisations. One of those people is Lisa Shreve from the Bustleton Jetty. Um, there's a lot of work happening in the marine science field, um, including finding potentially a cure for cancer because a lot of the sponges and nudie banks have anti-cancer compounds, also anti-fungal um, compounds in some of the creatures and antibacterial compounds. So um, there's a lot of work happening in marine pharmacology and, and you know, hopefully we'll be able to do something amazing like that or at least start that project rolling. I mean, the stuff they do here on a local level that's going to impact the world is just incredible. But also in Bunbury at the Dolphin Discovery Centre, there's another pillar of our society that does incredible stuff. And we probably have no idea what they do. So this is Jan, the conservation manager from the DDC. We do um, so much for the marine environment to create awareness uh, of the need to preserve and to look after our species and pass that on through the generations. Uh, the dolphin monitoring, we've numbered and named more than 700 dolphins since we've been doing our dolphin identifications in 1989. We've had another baby born this morning uh, to a dolphin that we call Ink and her, the grandmother's name is Tipex. So the little calf might get called Squid because Squid Ink. Um, <laughs> and that little calf has still got its fetal folds and still looking really, really cute bobbing around there out with mum. And um, we have the all the other programs that we do, all the marine education, all the schools that come here, our marine turtle rehabilitation and rescue and release. Uh, we have 21 endangered sea turtles just about to be released. We have two more little ones that have come in recently which are not ready for release this this time, but they'll be ready next year. All little loggerhead turtles, only one in a thousand of these little guys survives from hatching to adulthood. So the more that we can put back out into the ocean, uh, the better that species chance of survival is. We have artificial reef seeding, we're propagating corals, some tropical corals, and then also we're having a go at temperate corals, which are a little bit trickier. And basically it's people like Lisa and Jan and the people that they work with that have made me so fascinated with the ocean, which is the real reason why this whole Operation Scuba basically came about. But all the paperwork's done now, all the prep, now it's time to do this thing. And this thing started at four o'clock in the morning at a boat ramp in Bunbury. We all gathered in together with all of our various roles, very excited. I was nervous beyond belief. I just wanted to do it justice. I just wanted it to work. And we pulled out of the inlet in Bunbury to an escort of dolphins, followed by an escort of seagulls chasing bait fish from the lights on the boat. We were just surrounded in this hurricane of wildlife all the way out there. And then there was nothing left to do but get salty. I have a saying in my life, do the dumb things with the right people. I would like to introduce you to the right people. Here's Tori. He's our professional diver. Good morning, Toz. Good morning, good morning. This is Shannon. He's our rock star diver. I say he's a rock star diver because he's from Margaret River and all the rock stars live in Margaret River. Good morning, Ange. Morning, everyone. <laughs> uh, we've got Holly, the captain. Morning. Hey, that's Bustleton's most famous fish show. We've got uh, the operations boss. 
for the radio, Jared. And we've got the Insta boyfriend who's filming everything. So Morning, Angie. Just a little plug for our social media today if you want to actually see this madness that's happening. Now, I'm passing over to Toz right now. Toz, can you give us our safety brief so everyone's aware of their roles on the day, what we're doing right now, um, some of the things we might see on the Lena shipwreck, and just what to expect? All right, yeah, well, we've run through all our safety briefs this morning already. So we've got in standby divers, we've got supervisors on board the deck, we've got skippers, we've got safety managers, we've got everyone we need to look after you to make you stay safe down here. Operations Cuba on Triple M Southwest. It's Angie for breakfast, like you've never heard it before. Good morning. It is Operation Cuba. I am underwater. On top of the leaderette with my dog, buddy, Kevin, we have already seen so much life. There is a bullray right underneath us as we are approaching the leadership This is amazing. This is for the ocean. Because the ocean is epic. What I am seeing is a speed spot of senses. Not only am I weightless, talking underwater. We knew that you could talk well, but um, talking underwater is a big achievement, so well done. I hope you're safe down there.
bloody amazing out here. We're doing the broadcast from the Lena. The Lena was sunk on Friday, 19th of December, 2003, three nautical miles off Bunbury. Now, the story of the Lena, back in February 2002, the vessel was detected fishing illegally for Patagonian toothfish in Australian waters, some 4,000 kilometres south of Albany. After a few weeks, they chased the Lena, and to which Tori was just telling me there that while they were chasing the Lena, they were guys were on the side of the boat trying to paint it in and make the name Anna. <laughs> but they eventually found them, caught them, and they were apprehended and were, they were charged for illegally fishing activities in the, in the Australian waters. The Bunbury Chambers of Commerce, aware of the plans by the Aussie government to sink the Lena in the deep waters off the coast and immediately requested access to the Lena to sink it as a dive wreck where it lays today, where we, where we are today, guys. So awesome. If you've ever thought, oh, I like Angie, I'd buy her a beer. I'd love for you to donate that money to one of these two charities. Head to our Facebook page, you can find the link. This has been so cool. I'm surrounded by maybe, I don't know, a thousand fish right now. I'm going to try and do this justice. Operation Scuba is the most incredible thing I've ever been part of, and thank you so much to everyone that has made it happen. Imagine swimming under the surface of the ocean on the calmest conditions you've ever seen. I'm currently gliding along, carrying the turtle. It's so calm and gentle. It's like watching a dinosaur in action. Terry's right underneath me at the moment. It looks like he's coming up for a breath of air. Terry is an endangered green sea turtle. I don't know what he's doing here, but he lives here on the Lena Ranch, which is why it's one of many reasons it's a sanctuary zone in our ocean. The sea life here is amazing. Terry is leaving out to take a breath. So I haven't interrupted for a little while, but i got to tell you a story. It's that technical whoopsie that just went out live on air, this one. Low battery. <laughs> so after being under so much pressure and tension and stress, the crew on top of the boat heard that go through and it heard it go to air and they could not stop laughing, like actually wetting themselves on the boat. It was all over. And then just at last minute, the batteries on our radio broadcasting equipment packed up and said, nah, I've had enough. <laughs> you need to be done with this. We pushed everything to the absolute extreme to make that happen. Not to mention that I've never been underwater for that amount of time. It ended up being over two hours and 
Well, I'm just trying to explain the level of emotion that we were dealing with from the stress of everyone on the boat and the pressure for us underwater and just it all coming together and bursting through the surface and back onto the boat. Uh, It's really nice to see the sun. (laughs) It's really nice to see my mates. I feel a little bit emotional, so let's uh, let's not go there. Let's have a chat to Tori, who was our professional diver. How how do you feel about this whole situation? Oh, just seeing your expressions in your face and the fact you're barely keeping it together. It's been well worthwhile. And couldn't have done it without our captain, Holly. Hey, how are you, mate? Well done. We had, of course, our technical whiz-bangs trying to introduce oh, you. for the. Times, like a stutter, stutter, stutter. I thought it was quite ironic doing a fishing chat while I'm in a sanctuary zone. I know. Well, I was waiting for the catch bag to come up with some hockeys or some crays or something. <laughs> Holly, I counted four jewfish oh, for you. Big, juicy ones. You would have loved it. I will, yeah, well. Where, what's, I'll get the coordinates off you later, Tori. <laughs> um, I also know that there was definitely an octopus somewhere. I didn't see it, but there was shells, lots yeah. of lots of crab shells there. Well, you'd be around there somewhere. You might come back here, I reckon. <laughs> now, uh, here's my boss. This is Jared. Oh, hello, mate. How are you? How are you feeling? You look, you're looking a little tired and uh, ready to lay down for a nap there. Uh, I don't even know how I feel right now. Um, so you're the tech, you're my boss, uh, Jared's my content director, and uh, this is this was all about bringing together scuba diving and a radio show. Tori said, yep, we did the scuba. How do we go on the radio front? I'm not going to lie to you. It was very relaxing for you. <laughs> <laughs> there was a few stressful moments up here, but everyone had a great time, sounded great. We've been getting some great feedback too through social media and people texting in and, and stuff like that. Uh, this is when I, I've done a lot of stuff in radio, but this is one of the most incredible things I've ever done. And I feel sorry for Shannon more than anything, to be honest. He just disappears and we, he pops back up every once in a while and goes and does things that are other things. And Hey, trust me, don't feel sorry for Shannon. He's just had the cruisiest gig of his whole life. Um, I have to do a shout out for Shannon. Turns out he was a GWN7 camo for a long time. And I don't know if you know this about regional West Australia, but the GWN7 cameramen have a special place in the, the heart of regional West Australian media. They do things that you would never expect, and I don't think uh, Shannon probably expected he'd ever be doing this with a, a, a radio tart. So good on you, Shannon. <laughs> we got 15 seconds left of this bad boy. All I can say is thank you so much. I'm about to crack a ginger beer here. Um, thank you for being on this journey. It's Triple M Southwest, Operation Scuba, Angie, over and out, baby! There are some weird and wonderful creatures off the southwest coast. Nudie Brax, Cephalopods, and Angie. Operation Scuba, a world first. So there you have it, Operation Scuba. <laughs> and really, in this day and age, it's quite a small thing. When you think we've got billionaires taking passengers to outer space, we can land people on the moon, there are satellites, we're trying to get to Mars... It's all very expensive and very out of the everyday person's reach. What I particularly love about Operation Scuba is I have already found more aliens under the water than they ever will in their lifetimes up in space. What I also love, especially here in West Australia, everyone is free to enjoy the ocean. We've got one of the most pristine and incredible coastlines of the entire world. The biodiversity is unbelievable. But I think you can agree with me here when we say that I have talked enough about this. I just want to leave you with some beautiful words from Julie in Bridgetown, who called the radio station on Monday after the broadcast to win some tickets. But she has the last say. 
And can I say, um, I listened to you on uh, Friday with your world-breaking attempt there, and oh my goodness, what a woman. (laughs) Honestly, you know, I was hearing you, as you were talking, and that air, I was getting like tight in my chest just listening to you, and I thought, how the hell she's doing this? I do not know, so... Well done. Oh, well done. Well, thanks, Julie. Oh, I, no, look, honestly, um, you're, you're just brilliant. The things that you do and, and help out with, and, um, yeah, no, I listen to you guys all the time, and, no, that was just unbelievable, Dale. You you need to, yeah, I don't know, whatever. But <laughs> you're making me blush, Julie. Your, Something's going to have to come your way, sweetheart. That's all I can say. Good on you. You're making me all red and flustered, Julie. Oh, um, look, no, no. What a woman. You're, I tell you what, your fiancé, he, he's a lucky man. That's all I can say, Dal. Angie for breakfast.